Izzy. Yeah, babes? I think we should record our conversations. I think some people might find them funny and enlightening. What, like how zombie capitalism is turning us all into consumeristic drones and the patriarchy is eroding our will to live? Yeah. And how many times is too many times to use dry shampoo? So if you want a podcast about hard-hitting issues, with occasional reference to Donatella Versace, pregnancy and motherhood, is it still acceptable to wear leopard print kitten heels now that Theresa May has ruined them, defeating the patriarchy, and is there anything that coconut oil can't do? If any of these or all of these appeal to you, you're in the right place. This is Sistrionics. Quite well, love. Last time we I... released a podcast. Um, I am I'm not surprised. I think plenty of people want to hear the opinions of us. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but thanks for listening and coming back to listen, everybody. We have plenty more to say, so don't worry, um, darling. Are you well? I am well. And yeah, I just wanted to reiterate. Thank you very much for listening to the first episode, and welcome to episode two of Sistrionics. Yay! <laughs> oh, I realised that in the last episode, I didn't say who I was. <laughs> who are you? Um, <laughs> did I say who I was? Um, I don't think you did. No. So, so we, who are you? So who are you? Uh, we are spies. Um, no, I. My name is Pip Roper. Philippa. When in trouble. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, that was stupid, fucking playing with the teacup as we're recording. Anyway, <laughs> my name is Pip Roper. Um, your name is Izan Choksi. It is. I'm sorry, I, t- I feel like I took away your agency in saying your name. <laughs> say my name, say my name. No one is around you. Uh, I think that was my first album. That really? D- that Destiny's Child album. I think mine was you two. Jesus. I win! (laughs) I was definitely not like a cool teenager. Robbie Williams, Sing When You're Winning, and You Too. I think that was my two first albums. (laughs) Okay. No, but I will not say anything bad about Robbie Williams. He is... um, Oh, but you're not. I think he's one of the greatest pop stars of all time, and he... I fell in love with him when I was a young teenager and I still maintain that there's part of us that is destined to be together. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, since he's since he's hit, like, 40, well, he's now, like, really old. He's 15 years older than me. I remember working that out when I was 15. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were like, that would be inappropriate when I'm 20. It is right now exactly. when I'm 10. Yeah. So how old is he now? He's, Ooh. like, 39. Did you say 15 no, years older yeah, than you? You are older than that shit. He's 45. He's 45. And you were going to, you went to Cambridge? Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> they don't teach you mathematics. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't. <laughs> um, yeah I, uh, I have no strong feelings about Robbie Williams. Fair enough. No, that's fine. Each to I mean, his own. He has his own. Each to his own. I saw him in concert uh, quite a few years ago, but I did see him in concert once, saw him in real life, and I cried when he oh. came on stage. I burst into tears. Couldn't oh, couldn't actually lovely. keep it in. And um, I was with two other, two other girlfriends of mine, very close friends, also massive Robbie Williams fans. And uh, when he sang She's the One, we all looked at each other at the end and were like, he sang that at me. Literally in unison, oh, right. he sang that at me. Right. He definitely sang that at me. Yeah, I'm sure he We did. were about a kilometre and a half away from him right. at Wembley Stadium. He's got really good eyesight. <laughs> um, Kylie Minogue 
the queen of Australia, in my opinion, deigned to sing with him, so he's all right with me. Exactly. <sighs> Trying to get tickets to see Kylie in Bergheim. Right. <sighs> right. How am I going to do that? I don't know. I swear it's over now. I, I haven't I really tried. Oh, I would love to see Kylie. Really? I would, yeah. Britney Spears is coming to Berlin as well. Not really. Um, I mean, I'd go. I have I have a friend who went to see her in Vegas and was like, ooh, that was not good. Um, right, There right. are certain certain queens that I, yeah, definitely have the time for. And I have time to listen to Britney on the train. Listen, some mornings, you know, if I'm feeling really sorry for myself and I just want to listen to sad things, I will just listen to sad things. But I try quite often to be like, no. Snap out of it, put on some funk, put on, I usually put on a playlist of the lip syncs from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, and that is a great mix of Motown, um, uh, The Village People, Shaka Khan, uh, Britney, Gaga, Madonna, um, and then I'm like, oh, I'm ready. You're ready, ready for, ready for, for whatever the day, whatever the day brings. Ready for anything. So, um, I was very excited with the Winter Olympics and the ice skating this year because <laughs> this is the first year that they can have lyrics in their dances. And yes, and s- some people made very good use of oh, that. God, I Zumbeispiel, which is example for example in German. Thank you so much. much. That's all right. <laughs> Who was who was our favourite couple oh of this my year? God. Who was everyone's favourite couple oh, of this year? But listen, my favourite couple of last time, because I watched it last time, and I remember being like, these guys, these guys, Tessa Virtue, and um, we were discussing the fact that actually a really good drag queen name would be Test My Virtue. <laughs> <laughs> Tessa Virtue <laughs> and Scott Moyer. Canadian ice dancing. Gold Weddle. Gold Weddle. <laughs> Too exciting. Gold medal winners. Oh my God. Um, There's something about watching people do what they love well and and have joy in. And that's something I find particularly about the two of them, particularly about her. She, I think, really has the that kind of thing of, of like ballroom dancers and and dances in general when it's about expressing a story when it's about telling a story and she really does that and to see when she's skating just the amount of joy that you can tell she's feeling even when she's expressing anguish in some kind of like in some kind of um you know gesture um it just I wept it makes me cry Mm -hmm. it makes me cry and quite and I think sports can do that generally I don't generally give a toss about sport I love the Olympics. Winter, summer, don't care. Do you know what? Do you know which other one I really love in the Winter Olympics is the aerials. Have you seen it? Where they go down a hill on skis and then they go like this, arms up, <laughs> <laughs> and then they like whiz off the thing and like go woo, <laughs> and then they land. It's crazy, and I just wonder if at the end of a jump, any of them go like, oh shit, <laughs> like what am I doing? Um, but. I don't love anything as much as the ice skating. The ice skating is excellent. And this year, the Canadian couple, they danced to a medley from Moulin Rouge. And by the end, I I was definitely shedding a tear. I was also doing that thing, you know, when you're... you're I was you're also in, aroused. You're in your, you're, you're in your, your own home mm-hmm. and you're with your laptop. Yeah. It's just you, yeah. your laptop, in your own home. Yeah. And uh, and by the end, I was clapping yeah. and I was looking down at my hands and I was like, who, who are you doing that for? But I was like, well done. Bravo. Oh, bravo. 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 
but well, um, I admit that like I'd watched a figure skater um, about a week or so before. Um, I was watching the figure skating, the women's, and I was watching a German performer. And of course, Deutschland doing so well this um, in the Winter Olympics. So proud. Are they? Yeah. They're just How behind. Are they, they, doing? Were, they were in the front, and then freaking Norway takes over. So, what are they doing so well in? Because they certainly aren't doing well in the ice skating. Yeah, um, just, male competitors. Just it was skiing stuff. Like bobsleigh stuff. I don't know, um, but they're doing really well. They're doing a good and medal. They're haul. doing they're doing a good one. And um, I watched a um, I watched a German figure skater, and again, yeah, you feel so invested, and you watch it, and what this this girl she didn't land one of her jumps and she fell, and I literally very audibly went, oh. <laughs> it's all right, love. <laughs> Just get up. It's okay. And you can hear everyone else in the audience like clapping as well, like like you know, because everyone like wants them to succeed. Yeah. And I felt I felt like I didn't feel that sorry for them. They weren't as good. They obviously <laughs> in the ice dancing they have two performances, and Tessa and Scott, they were the last to do their second performance because they hired had the highest marks i think that's how they do it in the in the previous one yeah so the last four couples are very very good save the best till last exactly last couple, four couples are very very good I think ice skating invented that actually save the best till last yeah i think they i think they invented that oh. phrase yeah pretty sure that that phrase comes from that well anyway carry on okay we'll fact check that <laughs> and um i'm so glad we don't have to put like footnotes at the end of what we say um uh yeah none of this should be taken as medical advice um <laughs> but um yeah so the last four obviously the the couple who were in third when they're about to skate was this american couple and they were just like oh no unless he garotzo with <laughs> with his ice skate then they're fine and yeah and then they come on and you're just like oh there's something so effortless about that and that's something I love about dance and ballet and ice skating and any sport that has artistic expression quite often sometimes you feel a bit like nervous I've seen ballets where I've been very nervous and I'm like Mm. Jesus Christ she's gonna fall but then there's some there's some dancers that you see and you're like, I don't feel nervous at all. That person yeah. has it. That and person knows what they're doing. I think they've also really brought a lot more of that. I mean, like, I know nothing about ice skating. You've got me into this. Yeah, You've got me into this this year. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm, kind of definitely, I'm, I'm sold. I'm completely sold. Ice skating for me is the outfit. one of the most entertaining spectacles Another element. I have ever seen. The level of artistry right, that, yeah. that these yeah. ice skaters do today. like, And, and also the... The, the real like flexibility and I think they've just yeah. brought in yeah. dance and well, ballet in a way that they probably maybe didn't have in the 90s well there is a difference between figure skating and ice dancing right 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 so you have five competitions in skating and ice skating you have male female pairs ice uh, figure skating then you have ice dancing which is what Tessa and Scott do Welcome um, to the expert on exactly, and then you have team, which is the entire team. And okay, yeah. but um, we should we should actually take a little bit of pride in this. Um, Nineteen eighty four, Sarajevo, Torvalandine. Yes, got it. Ding 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 ding, Bolero. Um, which they were. I think I don't. I, I don't know. If this is true. We're just going to say it is okay. Um, they, I think, were some of the first the first dancers to really put artistic expression into um, into what they did, and they they. I remember seeing. I've certainly gone down uh, rabbit holes, YouTube rabbit holes, of watching interviews with uh, Torval and Dean as you're about to find out. <laughs> but I remember seeing an interview where they were like, "Oh, it was like a story. The idea was we wanted to tell this story of us, kind of like 
you know, like a tragic story of us like going up a hill and like dying and whatever. And <laughs> uh, and obviously it was to Bolero, so it's like it starts off like da, 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 and then it gets really dramatic, and then it's like da da da, and then they lay on the ground. Um, on the ice on the ice on the ground <laughs> you're, you're there you're invested yeah, I, was, yeah. I mean as far as you're concerned it's ground completely it's invested. grass it's, yeah yeah because that, that's the story it's that they said. exactly so um so yeah you but you're right I think yeah I just think it's beautiful and I love yeah I love that it's um I love just seeing I love seeing people do well at what they're good at and have joy in it I think that's magic so how is that different from the the figure skating the figure skating is not as Dancey, dancey. Exactly. I think so. Um, I've never actually figured that out. Um, and I think it's more technical. So for in the figure skating, when you have the likes of Tanya, um, and um, that's the, that's why, you know, the things like the triple axles are like mm-hmm. such a big deal because only a certain number of women in the world can do that. And I just think that must be amazing. And only a certain number of people do it at the Olympics. Um, so, or have ever done it at the Olympics. So I think the American figure skater i can't remember her name this year she did a triple axel at um she was the the first one yeah. this this year i think um so yeah i think it is it is more technical and obviously they have a program that they have to and the only in. the only other two women are two japanese competitors right from um i think there's oh in this year no no but the Altogether. only other two women who have ever done it no there's about eight i think oh really no in olympic competition oh in olympic competition yeah you might be right i think she's the third yeah that's incredible incredible yeah. and she's actually got Japanese heritage so I think at one point I saw an interview with her and she was like yeah I think it's my heritage oh, really? just, yeah. she was doing it like sort of tugging the cheek <laughs> oh, a little bit fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah just just kind of amazing and uh, I saw a video of her again spiralling down into <laughs> oh well that's another thing that's really fun about this I, um, I'm watching all the commentary in German um, and I've, oh, so yeah. I feel it I feel it as quite like I'm like well I'm studying German like watching watching this go on but it's dead funny because like obviously my German uh, is now limited to talking about ice skating and there was a guy yesterday who was like sehr schöne twizzles <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yes they were schöne twizzles well when we had this we, we did have a conversation prior to this conversation about, <laughs> about ice skating one of we, many we've, we've had a few and uh, you you described them as the twizzle twizzles and the swirly swirls no the twirly whirls the twirly <laughs> well no I just I just think that's really funny whenever I watch any Olympic sport that you think you become an expert quite quickly mm. and when I watch the ice skating um, sometimes I'm like hmm she didn't learn that 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 twirly whirly was not as neat <laughs> as it could be because I remember like the first time we had this conversation this year I was so impressed that you knew the word triple axel I thought wow I mean now triple axel is like second language just something me, that you, know? you throw just, out there exactly. it is just something I throw out there <laughs> I'm so used to using it in conversation now yeah um, so, uh, in German as well there's a, there's a lot of English crossovers so there's like doppel tolu <laughs> doppel tolu <laughs> Uh, triple Twitter, tolu. No, oh, it's it, not Twitter. Tr- they say triple. They say, I'm they? sure they do. No, I'm I think sure. they say. I think they say dritte, dritte Axel. Dritte Axel. Ah, das ist die dritte Axel. Sehr schön. Sehr, Sehr sauber. Hat, yeah. And it gets like, and it gets dead intense. And like, so yeah, you know, you want to, you want to step to me and talk German. You better be ready to hear about ice skating. <laughs> the same thing happens. Double toe move. loop. Um, <laughs> toe move. Toe loop. Sorry. I'm not ready, I'm not ready. So if you want 
to follow us on social media. It's at Sistrionics on Twitter, Sistrionics on Instagram, and Sistrionics on Facebook as well. We post every time the recipe for the cake that Pip has created. So if you want to find out more, then please do go on our Facebook page. And if you do create it yourselves, take a picture and post it on Instagram. So that was our more serious topic, talking about the Olympics <laughs> and figure skating. Um, we'd like to lighten it up a little bit and talk about the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the housing price crisis in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, just to make it a little bit more focused, we wanted to talk this week about the housing crisis as it relates to women. Because the housing crisis is a woman's crisis, as well as it being a broader social crisis as well. So I would like, um, I admit, I hear a lot about the housing crisis and I'm like, oh, the housing crisis, oh, no, 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 that's terrible. Oh, no, no. Um, I don't know that I know the ins and outs of the housing crisis. I just know that I can never live in London. <laughs> um, and that, um, uh, you know, times are changing and generationally um, the attitude of like your house being your money and being your investment is no longer really the case. People put so much money into buying a house with the with the and um, and um, with the intention I don't know of, of retiring on it eventually and now that doesn't necessarily be seem to be the case so I'm hoping for you to maybe educate me a little bit on this yeah so I just wanted to throw some statistics at you mm-hmm. because I did some research on this you are bringing ice skating and yeah. bringing housing crisis statistics um yeah so the housing crisis has resulted in the fact that young people in general are half as likely over the last 20 years to uh be homeowners as they would have been 20 years ago so you're half as likely now to own a home if you're under the age of 40 as you would have been um 20 years ago um, and there's quite a few sort of reasons for that. So, for instance, on average, um, house prices are seven times the average income of um, of a young person aged um, between 25 and 40. And um, they've also risen since 1996 by around uh, 151%. That's not looking at specific places like London where they've risen by a huge amount more. But on average, across the whole of um, England, actually, these are just statistics for England, um, they've risen by 151% and average earnings have risen by around 22%. So there is a huge disparity between the wage growth, uh, earnings growth, and the amount of money that you have to spend in order to get onto the housing market. Um, It's resulted in um, the fact that around 9 million people are now in the rental market. Um, which is a market that has grown by a huge amount. The private rental market has grown by a huge amount over the last 20 years as well, partly because a huge amount of housing stock has been lost, social housing stock has been lost. So a lot of that has gone into the private rental market and a lot of people aren't able to buy their own homes. So rather than buying their own homes, they are instead ploughing that money, um, not into a mortgage, but instead into rent. Mm -hmm. I admit, I always, um, my nana was always like oh you just burn your money if you're renting you know that was that was kind of the attitude um and renting in the UK uh tends to be a bit of a like a bit of a dirty word doesn't it not a dirty word but it's like the I think the idea when we were growing up was like oh you'll buy your you you know you 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 buy your house you know and, and rent is not uh isn't a good it's not a good thing and I don't think I didn't enjoy renting in Britain because 
there's a special place in hell for letting agents. <laughs> letting agents and landlords. Yeah, there's a, there's a really, really special place. And maybe not all of them, um, as ever, you know, that, that's always it. But I did find... Not all landlords. Not all landlords. But um, I did find uh, the experience... Um, I find the experience... I feel like a human renting a flat in Germany. Mm. I feel like a human being. Uh, I feel like I could actually go to my landlords and my landlords have been generally pretty good and they can't just throw me out on the street um yeah well you are right in having that feeling because it's borne out in terms of policy and the statistics as well so if you look at the way that the rental market works the private rental market works in the uk uh, the private rental market basically works um, with a lack of regulation. So there is massive deregulation um, that has occurred, which basically means that renters have very little rights. You can be chucked out after a minimum period of time. You don't; uh, They don't really need to give you very much notice, which means that homelessness is obviously something that happens um, to a lot of people who are chucked out of private rented accommodation. Um, because there is no sort of limit on the amount mm-hmm. of time. So where... you can be... That's something in um, reasons to be cheerful mm. um, the idea that you can throw a pregnant woman or a newborn baby yeah, you can out of do, a house whenever yeah, doesn't yeah. matter so you can't you know, you there's can't. no restrictions on that that's insane it is insane and for instance in, in Germany it's much more difficult to get someone out of your flat like you're um, if for instance you want to break a permanent contract you have to give them at least um, sometimes up to a year worth of notice um, and also have really, really good reasons to chuck that person out of that flat. So, for instance, if they have completely broken their contract, so if mm. they haven't been abiding by their contract, and it's not like you can find some little thing, um, like, oh, they didn't change the light bulb or something like that, which yeah. like I'm sure like a British landlord could do. Um, you have to really break your contract, not pay rent for three months, not... Um, you know, set the place on fire. I don't know what, but you have to break your contract mm-hmm. in order to be chucked out, or the landlord themselves personally has to want to live in that apartment, in that specific apartment, and they have to give you a year to find oh. a new place. So that's kind of one of the one of the ways to get people out. So it's very very difficult to move people on once they've got a secure contract in Germany. In Germany, also if you've got a secure contract, it most likely means in the vast majority of cases that your rent will be fixed, and it won't be fixed to inflation. It won't be fixed to um, any percentage increase whatsoever. Um, it'll be completely fixed. So what you signed it originally as that's going to be your rent over the next years that you live in that flat. Um, so for instance I signed a rental contract in 2015 and I'm paying exactly the same rent as I was paying back in 2015 and for as long as I stay in my flat I will pay the same rent whereas that's not the case in the UK Uh, renters have far less rights than renters here which means that landlords can put up like it's up to them really (laughs) like if they think someone's going to be able to pay it they will be able to put it it up to a rent that they can they can sell it out um, it also means that you don't really get rental contracts for more than a year most of the time. Sometimes rental contracts can be as low as three months. So there's, it's hugely unstable. And yeah, like you are throwing your money away. Whereas here rent is on average um, a quarter to a third of take home monthly income. In the UK, it's called the housing crisis basically because um, uh almost a majority of people in the private rental sector are spending half or more of their take-home income on rent 
which added to high travel costs, which added to the high cost of living in places like London, means that people have absolutely no disposable income, which is impoverishing a, a young generation and leaving them with very little assets or very little wealth, not wealth, not assets, sorry, very little um, disposable income to do anything with mm-hmm. for preparing for their future. Yeah. And the vast majority of those private landlords are people of an older generation. So essentially what the housing crisis is, there are a lot of people don't like to, to sort of like describe it as this, but essentially what the housing crisis is, is it's a massive transfer of wealth, a huge transfer of wealth uh, from impoverished communities, as well as young people and young families, to older, settled, wealthy, asset wealthy communities uh, in the UK. So that's kind of why it is a crisis because we're giving all the young people and young families and also people who live in uh, sort of close to poverty conditions, they are giving a huge amount of their disposable income to wealthy, older, asset wealthy people who don't need it, you know, as much as, as young people. Or I don't know what they use it for, you know, like five holidays a year. You do hear about, you do hear about the, uh, the baby boomers going on like four or five holidays a year. And this is how they're able to do it because they bought cheap and they sell incredibly expensive to, to that young generation who's basically just spending all of their wages on yeah. rent. And that's all just going to, uh, to the baby boomer generation. Yeah. So that is how the housing crisis, like in general affects like generally young populations, young families, and people living. And crises always affect one group of people. Well, not one group of people. Crises always tend to um, affect women in a very particular way. Um, I imagine it's not better. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, as you probably guessed it, women um, are suffering from the housing crisis more than men. And one of the reasons is that a lot of people think the housing crisis, um, because a lot of the um, solutions to the housing crisis surround this idea uh, that it is a supply side crisis. So the reason that we have a crisis is because we're not building enough houses. So that is kind of like the way that actually all the major political parties have dealt with this crisis is to call it a supply side crisis and basically say we are going to build more houses than the other person. But all of these all of these kind of um, supply side obsessions are distracting from one of the major problems in the housing crisis, which is wages. So wages are one of the biggest contributors to why young people and young families and people living on the edge of poverty can't get on the housing ladder. Because as I said, you know, um, houses are on average seven times um, the seven times the average income. And um, they've increased over the past 20 years by 151%, whereas wages have increased by 22%. So it's not that difficult to do the maths. I know I'm not so great at maths, but it's not so difficult to do the maths. It's it's a huge increase in housing prices, and yet people are not earning the wages. And in places like London, that is far bigger. So obviously, when we take wages into account, rather than just supply side, when you take wages into account, women obviously suffer more than men because we earn a lot less right a lot less do we still we still earn less money is he yes we still earn less oh that money seems like so, <laughs> that seems like really stupid I, I wouldn't i wouldn't have thought that like i don't yeah 
you wouldn't have thought that no, like 38 years yeah. after nine to five we'd still be earning <laughs> no oh i'm sorry lily tomlin and <laughs> dolly and jane fonda so like it is a multifaceted problem mm-hmm. it is a problem with many many different faces but one of the major reasons cited in the Redfern review that came out in 2016 why young people and young families and this demographic that doesn't seem to be getting on the housing market is not able to get on the housing market is wages. And at the moment, the gender pay gap stands at around 18%. That's as of figures from 2017. So that's 18% difference between what men and what women earn. So that means cumulatively over a period of a lifetime women will spend, if they're in the rented sector, in the private rented sector, they will spend a larger amount of their take-home income on rent than a man would. So that's, that's you know, a huge problem. And coupled with that, another aspect is that a lot of women suffering from, for instance, domestic abuse um, are not able to uh, gain proper access to housing as well. Um, because of the lack of uh, affordable housing, because of the lack of um, council-backed housing, and um, also because uh, refuges, women's refuges, for domestic violence victims, victims of domestic abuse, um, have had a huge cut in their funding. This is, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's just sort of problems, like, whenever yeah. you want to sort of talk about a problem in, in the UK, it does a lot of the time come back to funding cuts. Um, they have been made since 2010, since the austerity measures came into a place. But women's refuges are particularly heinous, um, seeing as, you know, Theresa May, when she was Home Secretary, um, said that she wanted to focus on domestic violence and, and victims of domestic abuse and did absolutely nothing to stop refuges from being closed. Refugees have, on average, um, lost around a quarter of their funding since 2010 and some there are some councils now with absolutely no refuges for women and victims of domestic abuse so i'm going to go ahead and say you've probably got time to go online and give a fiver to refuge yeah right now yeah if you if you do feel passionately about this and and we have kind of inspired you to do something about this then there are ways um sisters uncut is um, a really great charity and activist organisation that has been working basically since the coalition government to try to raise awareness Funny ab- that. about <laughs> about um, cuts made to uh, frontline services for uh, victims of domestic abuse and uh, for women. And they um, stormed the red carpet at the BAFTAs this weekend. They did, <laughs> they did. Um, so you can go online and you can donate to them. Um, which is amazing and um, also if you're more interested in in you know trying to donate to charities that are dealing with homelessness then I would get in touch with your local council and see what charities are out there and see what what charities are doing in your local area or if you want more the more general one then shelter is a really good one Mm -hmm. to donate to because they don't just offer um, services for homeless people they also um create a huge amount of statistics publicity a huge amount of research done in the area um and they are hugely influential or hugely useful to the campaigns to try and um raise awareness for homelessness
so much for filling my head with <laughs> horrible things. Um, listen, wasn't it? it? Oh God, wasn't it? I don't know. Do you know? Is it time for cake? Oh, did you know I'd made one? And I just saw this mixing bowl in the background. That's... Do you know what I did for you? <laughs> I got home. 20 minutes, well, 40 minutes before you arrived. <laughs> and I just threw you together. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Because you said, I wasn't going to make you one. And you were like, what, are you making me? And I was like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we did make you a cake. Oh, um, you? It might be awful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like time. It is a chocolate cheesecake. A chocolate cheesecake. But I don't cake. know if it's going to work because it's only, it hasn't been in the fridge that long. And... I've been it looking. I've been looking set. forward to this all week. I've been looking forward to this yeah. all week. Yeah, because the last one was oh, so incredible. Oh. So, what makes me laugh? What we were laughing about last time with the coup bonbons mm. was um, that mm. I've used hobnobs, but it's the German version of hobnobs, and they're called hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, do you want a hobbit with your cup of tea? I just love how these. Um, these characters enter into these cakes. So last mm, time it was yeah. the cows. The cows helped us out with the caramel. And now we've got little hobbits helping us out with the biscuits with on the, the bottom cake. of this chocolate So this was, this was non-bake, everybody. So you can chuck something together. Mm. All right. <laughs> Snug. <laughs> it's, mm. it's pretty gooey. Um, yeah, I'm pleased with that. That. Oh, you whips this? You, you manually whip this? I whip my hair. Manually. I would have thought that it was it was it's a, cream cheese. Electrical whipper. No, we. I don't have. I don't have an electrical whipper. Um, do you think if I said I wanted a KitchenAid, which are very expensive, mm. they would send me one in in, in in a form of advertising? I would love a KitchenAid. Listener, I don't think that they're going to sponsor me to have a KitchenAid. So, um, yeah, listen out, everybody. So lovely to get such lovely feedback. Um, we really appreciate it. We want to make something that people enjoy and makes mm. people happy and makes people laugh. That's our main purpose, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And also bring you down with the catastrophes of neoliberal capitalism and the patriarchy. Fucking hell. <laughs> we everything have to be about it. <laughs> but it does. No, and educational as well. That's what I forgot to say. So everybody, you could tweet at us. We are at Sistrionics, S-I-S-T-R-I-O-N-I-C-S. And you can follow us on Instagram. <sighs> we have an Instagram now. Um, we're very new to the game, but we're enjoying it probably a little too much. Uh, and that is Sistrionics, Sistrionics Podcast. On Facebook, we are Sistrionics. So, um, stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned for the, the next, next time. episode. Episode. <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode. This is Sistrionics. Sistrionics.